This is Fred Velez. This episode of Zilch is dedicated to the memory of Sir George Martin. His brilliance, his genius with the Buell recordings changed the music world forever. Thank you, Sir George. You were the fifth Beatle. What number is this, Chip? Episode 51, the Monkeys' one-man-shy color cast commentary, and more monkey news. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. We welcome you to Zilch, your podcast about the monkeys, where we all just monkey around. Today, I'm joined by Jeff Geringer. Hey, hey, Ken. Sarah Clark. Greetings from my new computer. And Melanie Mitchell. Hello. There we are. The Zilch gang is here today. And there's so many exciting monkey things happening. It's just, uh, we, we cannot put out episodes fast enough at this point, right, guys? It seems Absolutely. like news is happening just every day. Even just March has been amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the day that we put up the last episode, which had the monkeys in the studio, as soon as I published that, Andrew Sandoval and John Hughes posted pics of Mike in the recording studio, and the internet went bonkers. Yep. Yes, we got to I see. swear, they know. They time <laughs> these things. <laughs> We got to see Mike in the recording studio working on Good Times. We also saw Mickey and Peter and Mike all laying down tracks and stuff. Jeff Garinger is a longtime fan. What is it like to see photos of the monkeys in the studio recording a new monkeys album? Well, it's kind of like what Sarah just said. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, the only thing that would have been better was to have all three of them with their arms around each other in the studio. Doing that the monkey be, walk. That, yeah, but that being said... God, it, it's just, it means it's really here. It, this album is really coming. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that Nez is involved, because that was always the question mark. Right. Nez is definitely involved, so I can't wait to hear his contribution, whether it be vocals or hearing his 12-string. And Peter's obviously happy, and there was a great video of Mickey laying down a drum part. It's, it's just, <laughs> I'm smiling here t- talking about it. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's happening. It's actually happening. Sarah, what do you think about it all? Oh, I'm thrilled. I imagine this must have been what it was like to an extent back in the 90s when they were working on the on Justice and the 30th anniversary special. I came back around that time, but I was a little late to the party. I actually didn't know about that reunion until I ran into Justice in the record store. That's actually around the time I discovered the online monkeys community, but um I remember from those times how they would all post updates about this and that, about how the album and the tour were coming together. And it feels like this reunion is sort of taking that to the next level and we're getting to see photos and video of Mickey laying down drum tracks. And it's just so exciting. It is, it is indeed. And how cool is it that John Hughes said that there were 14 tracks done in 10 days? So that is amazing. Can't wait. Well... 
the folks at Rhino have been busy. Record Store Day is coming up 2016. And on April 16th, 2016, you're going to be able to pick up some cool monkey goodness at your local participating record store. There's going to be a 7-inch picture disc. This Record Store Day picture disc release is shaped like the monkey's logo, and John Hughes told us about this back on our Christmas episode, remember? Mm-hmm. And it comes with the version of Saturday's Child, the mono TV version, backed with you just may be the one mono tv version and this is limited to 4500 so if you want this you better get on it and there's nowhere else you can get them you can't get them online it, you've got to go to a record store and and get this done so if you if you want that monkey's logo picture disc you've got to do it that way it's a pretty impressive looking thing isn't it jeff it is. I, I was real excited over that. You know, the only other time they'd done anything close to that was in 1996 mm-hmm. when they came out with a, a promo CD when Rhino was really pushing the monkeys. And the cover was the monkeys logo, guitar logo, but it was cut out like the guitar logo. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that's, that's one of the neatest monkey collectibles. But I, I have to tell you, as a participant of Record Store Days in the past, it is so much fun. You want to talk about, you know, a, a fellowship. All these things, like you get there at like 6 in the morning because you don't want to get the, the album or record that you want to be sold out. And you talk to people and, the, and you finally get it. And it's, it's like when you were a kid and you wanted to get the brand new record the day it came out. Mm-hmm. It's exactly how it is. Awesome. And to have two of them. Now, I'm, I'm stand in line for the picture disc, but I haven't seen a price yet on the vinyl box set. Well, I have a feeling that might be outside my realm of participation. Since you mention it, there's also the vinyl box set, and it's got the 10 LP box set of the band's nine studio albums plus one LP of B-sides and other bonus content. It is limited to 3,000. So again, if you want it, yeah, better get it. We were, we were talking about the 7-inch picture disc with the Monkees logo. John Hughes posted a picture of his and he got number six and they are numbered and he said guess who the first four went to so (laughs) (laughs) well john deserves having that low number yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so let us know what number you got on our facebook page and jeff you're probably in the doghouse today right (laughs) oh you're gonna pull this up huh yeah i mentioned to you that you know it's funny in monkey dumb things happen all of a sudden at once Mm -hmm. and then this week my, I had ordered two sets of the monkey action figures, which I have to say I find very cool. I think the packaging is great. The dolls are great. I know there's some people online who feel differently than I do, but, you know, they are what they are. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to play with them as toys. Right. You know, I'm going to keep them standing on my desk or someplace fun. Mm-hmm. But then, all of a sudden, they announced another monkeys concert in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be at the, at the Grove Theater. It used to be the Sun Theater. For those of you who have the DVD that came out in 2001 of The Monkees Live, it was done at the same theater. So, of course, I had to buy tickets for that. And then the re- release of Mickey Dolan's and Peter Noon's In Conversation with CD arrived. Mm-hmm. And Oh, yeah. You know, That's my a- wife has a long time of putting up with my monkey's passion, but when it happens <laughs> all at once, boy, it's, it's hard to talk my way out of this one. Yeah, that's that's a really good set, and I, I I've got one, and I think Sarah, you you got it too, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Melanie, didn't you get it? 
I did. I had a wonderful time, and I posted a review on Amazon.com to see. Yeah, I need I to post it. my post my review again, and it's just been a wonderful. And it's really wonderful, not just what Rhino's been doing. We've been talking a lot about them, but also Seven A Records because the two of them. It's like between those two fronts, right now we've got anything we could possibly think of related to the monkeys that is available or will soon be available on just about any format you can think of. And it's, I'm starting to think this might be the best time to be a monkeys fan since the sixties. Seriously. Well, you know, it is the year of the monkeys, the year of the monkeys. The monkeys are coming to your town, your Blu-ray player, your CD player, and your computer. And you need to be prepared. <laughs> Why, yes. And we haven't even talked about the Blu-ray edition. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still coming. Uh, can't wait for that. That's yep. uh, April, right? April 29th, yeah. I think. So, right. uh, yeah, about six weeks out as we record this. And here's how you can get that. Here it comes. The Monkeys, the complete series, is coming to Blu-ray. All 58 episodes, carefully remastered from the original 35mm prints in high definition for the very first time. 10 jam-packed discs that also include the movie Head, the 1969 TV special, 33 and a third revolutions per monkey, plus an exclusive bonus disc full of surprises. Pre-order now at monkeys.com. This set is not available anywhere else and is strictly limited to 10,000 individually numbered copies. The Monkees, the complete series, on Blu-ray, only at monkeys.com. You know, it seems like there's two camps of people as far as the dolls. Those that bought them and are happy with them, and those that didn't like them and didn't buy them. <laughs> Which is the perfect result. It, it is. Yeah. But it seems like the people that weren't happy with them want everyone to know it. You know, go back and look at the finger puppet dolls from the 60s. Yeah. Now, those mm -hmm. were atrocious. They were just flat out atrocious. Even the talking, you know, puppet wasn't, wasn't exactly great. So to have these action figures, and they're, they're done very well, and, and they're, you know, they're smart and intelligent. Peter's belt buckles off to the side. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not being stupid about it. And the monk, I got the monkey men and the, and the red button-down shirts. I think they're great. I, I, I don't buy them as collectible items because I, I don't feel that's the reason I buy things, not to resell them. I buy them to enjoy them and look at them and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think they're great. Yeah. Jeff, some, somebody took a photograph of their collection of the new action figures, the, the ones um, in the red eight-button shirts, had them lined up side by side still in their packaging. Mm hmm and I couldn't help myself. I was so inspired. I immediately went over to the Sunshine Factory and grabbed a screen grab from I Was a Teenage Monster. The four of them oh, yes. <laughs> lined up in the laboratory. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was uncanny. <laughs> well, I can just see Jeff Geringer sitting at his desk holding the monkeys in the plastic and saying, I am monkey number one. <laughs> Well, you know what? I can't wait to see. I want to see if Dylan Wrights gets a hold of those things and makes some more of his little stop motion uh, videos. Yeah. That'd be great. He's so yeah. talented. Dylan, that's a hint. Maybe the monkeys will wind up on Robot Chicken. Oh, that would be wonderful. 
There's been speculation about Michael Nesmith being on tour with the Monkees on the 50th anniversary tour. We've seen a lot of times where both Mickey and Peter have said things about Mike is uh, free to join them. Mike has released a statement. Uh, Sarah, would you like to address that? Yeah, absolutely. This was uh, put out in response to some buzz that came out after the cruise. Uh, During the cruise, uh, Mickey was talking to some fans and basically said that he was hopefully that Nez might join them for a date or two on the tour. He very clearly said hopefully and might, but you know how sometimes... We Monkeys fans can kind of add one plus one and equal twenty four thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of what happened there, and so everybody started kind of flipping out about the possibility that Nez might appear on the tour in some sort of larger capacity. And then obviously some of this buzz reached him because he released the following statement on his Facebook page. It's his, I'll read it in full. Dear friends, followers, and all Monkeys fans everywhere, in the scheme of things, this is a tiny piece of information, but I felt I needed to post it to be clear and answer questions that are coming in. I have no plans to be on the Monkees tour that Mickey and Peter are doing this summer. The world turns, things change, true, but right now such an event is practically certain not to be and definitely not is not on my schedule now. The Monkees show they do is perfect for hearing Monkees music and enjoying a remembrance of those times. Mickey and Peter work hard and put on a good show. I encourage you to see it. All rumors that I will be performing with them are simply not true. I have no plans to do any shows on this tour. Yours truly, the mouth of the horse. <laughs> He's Very so good. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's on one level, it's, it's sad because, you know, Mike always puts on a good monkey show, whatever he may think about it. I mean, it's definitely enjoyable on our side of the audience. But at the same token... I loved the Mickey and Peter show I got to go to last July, and Melanie was uh, has attended about four of them over the past year, and I am looking forward to going again two more times this summer in Cleveland and again in my hometown of Tulsa, and we really encourage you guys to go. Uh, the tour is going to be wonderful, and don't forget, Nez is going to be on good times. We have photographic evidence, and... Honestly, if you'd asked five years ago if Nez would be involved in the Monkees in any capacity, much less recording stuff for an album, I don't think anybody would have predicted what's happened. So I'm just grateful for what we've got. Very true, very true. And And Jeff, you got to hear the Mickey and Peter show last year as well. I remember you you were the first one to report back. Yeah, I did. I saw them at Fantasy Springs. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to be coming your way a couple of times this coming season. Uh, yeah, a couple season. of times. And, and you know, the thing about Nez is, is he had to do that because even as it is, every interview that Mickey and Peter do for this upcoming tour is going to be so. Is Michael Nesmith going to join you? Yes. And so they can, they can point right to this um, statement of Nez's to kind of clear that up. It, it'd be difficult, too, for fans, you know, if they go thinking Mike might be there, might not be there, and then if he's not there, they're disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first so they, reaction when I saw it was, ah, blessed clarity. Yeah, I was like, thank you. I, I, I think I said on the Zilch Facebook group, how can I send a fruit basket of gratitude to Video Ranch? Yes. Now, to be realistic, it would not surprise me if months from now, let's say September, 
when they're doing their West Coast swing of San Francisco and Paso Robles and Hollywood, that he might not join them. But that's just conjecture on my part. Yeah. I can't imagine that he would let the 50th go without. But also, you know, we don't know what the promotion is going to be for this album. Are they going to Mm -hmm. be able to get on, you know, the Tonight Show? Are they going to be able to be on Ellen? Can the three of them perform together? Who who knows what Rhino's plans are? Yeah. Good point. I think part of the confusion that made it necessary for Nez to come forward and speak was that when he was speaking on the cruise, um, Mickey specifically mentioned a number. Um, He referred to upwards of 50 performances, upwards of 50. He used those words twice, upwards of 50. Now, when I say 50, I'm saying 5-0, which is true. Right now, we're somewhere around 37 announced dates. Um, there may be more, hence the upwards. But there was some reportage done that got spread around on the various Facebook and uh, Tumblr and other places, Twitter and so forth, um, that had changed that number from 50 to 15, 1-5. And so people were speculating about which 15 shows Nez was going to show up for. And if I'm um, thinking of the same thing, they also removed the words hopefully. But yeah, they did that too. <laughs> a, a slight uh, change. So, so kids, always, if you see anything, this is the librarian in me coming out. If you see any amazing, wonderful, shocking, breaking news story like that about the monkeys or anything else, go to the original source material. Because in the YouTube that Mickey put out, he was very clear. He very clearly said the words hopefully and a few dates. So that's my comment on that. And here's Mickey Dolans on the Flower Power Cruise discussing the new Monkees album, the Monkees tour, and a little tribute to Davy Jones. Yep, we are looking forward to this next year, obviously. We have uh, upwards of like 50 dates now. Uh, over the next year, uh, spring and summer, and I have some personal uh, solo ones, but Peter and I have uh, upwards of 50. It looks like Nez uh, is going to hopefully join us on a couple. Uh, He he, uh, showed up uh, at our recording sessions uh, uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, and uh, he's written a beautiful song that, uh, that he's singing on the album. Uh, and I'll be doing some harmonies, and uh, he did some harmonies to some of the stuff I sang, and he's playing his 12-string, so Ness will be a part of the album, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's called Good Times, as you may have heard. Uh, the title song is a, a song that Harry Nielsen wrote that we found, uh, a demo for me back in 68 with Nez playing guitar and uh, and some of the Wrecking Crew on the track and we just did the vocals. I'll be doing a duet with Harry on that uh, particular song. We also found a track that Davey sang a Neil Diamond tune called Love to Love. So we'll be singing along with Davey on that. Well, I'll be represented, Peter and I, Peter did some wonderful, wonderful work on the harpsichord and the organ and the banjo and singing, singing a, a, a beautiful tune, including a Carol King tune that we found that she wrote for us, uh, that we're finishing uh, uh, all these amazing tracks from back in, back in 68. So the album is turning out really, 
really great. Uh, Adam Schlesinger, one of the greatest producers I've ever worked with, and a great songwriter, of course. Got a voice and heart tune from 68 that we're doing from Tommy and Bobby. And so I'm very, very, uh, very, very pleased with, with, it, with the way it came out. As I'm sure you've heard, Ben Gibbard wrote a song, uh, Rivers Como wrote a song. We got a song by Andy Partridge. We got uh, all these incredible uh, writers and, and songsmiths and, and people working on this. So I'm very optimistic. I, I think it might even, you know, sell a copy. <laughs> you never know, right? Thank you very much for coming. See you this year. Obviously, uh, today is a very important day for all of us, not the least of which is uh, a, a memorial sort of toast to the cowboy, to our our dearly beloved uh, Davy Jones. Good to you, David. Love you, David. Raise your glasses. The cowboy. But you know, unfortunately, now this is this question. Is Mike going to join the, the monkeys? And their response, well, he's always welcome. He's going to take over for, it's just like Star Trek and uh, Leonard Nimoy becoming a Vulcan. It's going to be asked for them every time they do promotion. It always has been. Yeah. It always has been. I feel so sorry for them. Yeah. Well, now it's time to dive into the monkeys mailbag. You guys ready? Always. Sure. P.O. Box all right, here we are in the monkey's mailbag, and there's been some really cool feedback. First thing I'd like to do is send a shout out to Dave Farley, who sent me this really cool monkey's dog tag that has the phrase on it, the monkey's good times, and then it's got Davey, Mickey, Peter, and Michael, and it says 1966 to 2016. So that's a pretty cool thing. It's a nice little handmade thing that he did, and I really appreciate that, Dave Farley. Thank you very much. Very cool. Awesome. And a listener, Aaron Lee Burden, sent a really cool picture in. Uh, someone got their monkey man doll. <laughs> Aaron posted a picture of Cheyenne, Cheyenne Burden. So hello, Cheyenne Burden. And she had a picture of her in a monkey man outfit. And she got one of our M shirts from the Zilch site. It's very cool. She's holding her super Mickey. So that's really yeah, she's neat. She's so cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if those dolls had been a thing and, and your lovely T-shirt had been a thing when I was, like, 11, there would totally be a photo of me out there like that. So go Cheyenne. And if you go to redbubble.com, you can get a shirt just like Cheyenne has. You can also get a cool zilch T-shirt that has an animated drawing of some of our favorite performers on it. And, of course, the logo for zilch. A monkey's podcast you can do that by going to redbubble and do a search for designs by ken and you will find them and you can also find a link to our redbubble store at the very top of our facebook group yeah we will put links in our show notes as well so we got an email from debbie wright she emailed us at our zilchmonkeys at gmail.com address and she wrote, Hi, Ken and the Zilch Crew. We, we, we really should get jackets that say something like that, like Ken and the Gang. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I think we should have like our own special T-shirts and stuff. Now that everybody's <laughs> getting the Zilch T-shirts, we like need our own Zilch Crew shirts. That's true. Yeah. The logo is great, but like put it on the pocket and just have underneath it Crew. There yeah, you go. I like it. Oh, I'm sorry, Ken. We're interrupting your 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 email. Yes. Well, Debbie writes. Debbie Wright writes. Try saying that. So you see, you know. Mm-hmm. Debbie Wright writes. I've just finished listening to the 50th episode of Zilch, and I wanted to say how great it was, and thank you for remembering Davey on the anniversary of his passing again. Happy anniversary, and may there be many more episodes to come. I've played every Zilch episode, and they're all great. It was really good to hear the 80s Davy Jones interview with Jeff, so thank you to him for providing it to us. So You're welcome. That was, that was really cool. A lot of people like that. Best wishes to everyone there, and please keep up the good work. Thank you also for the information on the Monkeys' 50th anniversary celebrations. Do you know if they will be touring the UK, as I'd like to go to one of their concerts? Thanks again. Kind regards, Debbie Wright. Well, we don't know. But as soon as information comes out, be looking at the Zilch page or the Monkeys page as well. And we will let you know, Debbie. And I, I will personally email you as soon as I find out anything about them heading to the UK. Yes. Uh, we do know that Mickey has uh, one solo date in the UK. I want to say it's in July uh, at the Cavern Club. And, you know, who knows what they might or might not build off of that. I'm sure they would love to go if it makes sense, uh, you know, financially and logistically and all that stuff. So, But, yes, we will keep you updated. Very good, very good. And Jeff Garringer, would you like to read the next one? Sure. Lou Babinga writes, I think episode 50 may be the best yet. Looking forward to hearing a head recap sometime. I've listened to every episode from 0 to 50, and man, you really hit a home run with 50. The Davy stuff was awesome at the end. I can't wait for number 51. But so far, in my honest opinion, number 50 is your zilch Sergeant Pepper. Hey. Wow. Wow. That's wow, great yeah. connection. That's wonderful. I can't wait for number 51. Well, here's number 51. Yeah, you're here. Well, well done. thanks, Lou. I wonder if there's any backwards messages in it or, you know. <laughs> hmm. I buried Paul. I buried Paul. All buried about. All buried about. Jeff, what color jacket were you wearing when you recorded those interviews? Pink? <laughs> Orange? Blue? I'll, I'll guarantee you it was satin. How's that for scary? <laughs> All right. <laughs> And since we mentioned the Beatles, I, as a Beatle fan, cannot pass this up. In, in sad news, George Martin, the producer of the Beatles, uh, the guy who probably really would be the fifth Beatle, mm-hmm. uh, passed away recently. He lived a nice long life. The legacy of the Beatles is kind of dwindling away a bit in, in the sense that uh, the people who created it aren't really there here anymore. But the, and I but, must say, take the chance to see what was George Martin's final production, which is the the Beatles' love with Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas. He did such an amazing job on their soundtrack. Yeah, I, I had trouble watching the show because I kept listening to the music. There's like four speakers and four tracks coming at you at one time, and that was all George Martin. Wow. Excellent stuff. So we thank him for all the music that he did and how he helped shape our culture and our music. I've just always hated the fifth Beatle connotation. Is it? Is it George Martin? Is it Murray the K? Is it Brian <laughs> Epstein? Is it? I mean, it's. 
Mm-hmm. Was there a fifth monkey? We've Aww. talked about we've yeah, we've talked had about debates on that. that. Yeah, making that a, a segment for a podcast. To... You know, they, they they should put a thing out where for like twenty five dollars and a donation to charity, you can be the fifth Beatle for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> like like buying a star or something. Yeah, remember that when they used to sell stars? Yeah, yeah they ever... still do. I heard heard that advertisement on the radio just recently. Wow. Yeah, name well, what guy was not a what guy was not in... a sucker? He says, you name a star and it'll be recorded in book format in the Library of Congress, which doesn't mean shit. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> well, I'd like to be the fifth Beatles. Take my money. You know? No, seriously, I think we should do the, the fifth monkey conversation because mm-hmm. I think it would be a, a lively a lively one. Yep. Well, very good. Sure, absolutely. I'm, I know we've I'm talked about it. But... Champing at the bit. I want to do it now. <laughs> I'm thinking about how many people. I'm thinking about all the people I want to get in on the conversation too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so up on a future Zilch episode, the fifth monkey. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Who's the fifth monkey man? Here we go. And then on the, the next collection of monkey action figures could have the fifth monkey. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Very good. Wouldn't it be funny to have a little Don Kirshner doll? Or James Frawley. Win the poll. A Rodney Binghamheimer. Uh, the four monkeys and Don Kirshner. There's a set. One of the candidates would be Andrew Sandoval. Yeah, there you go. You could you could, you could have the set with Don Kirshner and Mike instead of uh, having. Uh, you know, uh, his hat on, he could have a uh, piece of the drywall around his arm. There you go, from the Beverly Hills Hotel. That'd yes, be great. So, you know, that could have been your face. So there we go. Well, today we are doing the commentary track for the episode One Man Shy. Often when we do the commentary tracks, we like to talk about what the monkeys were doing around the time that they were filming the episode. So, Melanie, what were the monkeys doing during the filming of the episode One Man Shy. And they were filming the episode One Man Shy. It was a quiet week. Mm-hmm. Um, the only uh, recording session mentioned in Sandoval is the um, recording session uh, done by Boyce and Hart. They were doing some overdubs, and there are no records, no details about what was being done that, that session. Mm-hmm. This filming started in one week and ended in the next week band a weekend and during that weekend um, there was an article published in the New York Times on Sunday October 2nd first time that there was a serious um, you know mainstream media interview with all four of them the title of the article was monkeys let down their hair Um, they didn't get into any really serious topics Um, Peter sort of wandered towards politics a little bit but backed off and ended up talking about mental telepathy Mm -hmm. but this was their first big interview with the press rather than with a a teen magazine also one other sort of interesting little tidbit I was talking about when the episode was filmed but if we move forward uh, about two months to when the episode was aired that was December 5th 1966 and that was two days after their first live concert in Honolulu, which was Saturday, December 3rd. But they were still in Hawaii on December 5th. They actually took over a radio station that day. And given the time difference, it's entirely possible that when that episode was being aired on the East Coast in Hawaii, they were on the air on the radio. Wow. Awesome. And of course, they were playing those concerts, so it might have sounded something like this. Mm-hmm. 
shoot a typical monkeys episode i think in the fall of 66 they were still running five days or sometimes four days but i don't have the days of the week right in front of me and doggone it i don't have my 1966 calendar handy so give me Mm. just a second let me put out my copy of andrew sandoval's book well it's september 28th to october 3rd yeah september 28th was a wednesday so they had wednesday through friday and then they finished on Monday, so they only had four filming days. Okay. Wow. So when you listen to this commentary or watch this episode, remember that they got this done in four short mm-hmm. days. Well, here is the one-man-shy commentary, minus our regular Melanie Mitchell. Uh, Sarah Clark fills in for her, so here we go. Jeff, would you like to press the big button on the big monkey's remote? All right, everybody. Three, two... One zap, pow. Anyway. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, guys. You know what? It's seven thirty-six thirty Central Time. It's time for the monkeys. I wonder if anybody around here's got a television set. Hi, friends. Ralph Williams, one of the world's largest. We what we wanted to play was um, Creebitch. Creebitch. How do you? The monkeys. Brought to you by Kellogg. 
Tonight's Monkey's Color Cast commentary is brought to you by April's Laundromat. Now open seven days a week. See April to get your suds half off. Open seven days a week, convenient to the beach in Malibu. Hello and welcome back to the Monkey's Color Cast commentary. And on this episode, we will be talking about the episode One Man Shy, which also has an alternate title, uh, which we will get to. I'm Craig Cohen and I have with me Jeff Hewlett. Hello, everybody. Hey, Jeff. And sitting in for Melanie Mitchell, Sarah Clark. Hi, everybody. Melanie wishes she could be here. Yes, we definitely, definitely miss her. And I know that she uh, was trying her best to get on. But um, these things happen when you're trying to schedule multiple people to come on and, and chat for these commentaries. So, Melanie, get better. We miss you. And we will talk to you next episode. So... As referenced, this is the first episode of the series to have an alternate title. Do you want to talk about that, Sarah? Uh, yes, just a little bit. It is also known as uh, Peter and the Debutante. Yeah, and according to Melanie's research, in the Copyright Office, it's actually copywritten under the name One Man Shy. So uh, it's very interesting that they this you know there's going to be a handful of episodes that have alternate titles, but that they had these alternate titles, and you, you wonder what the thinking was there. And and um, I guess during the episode, we'll talk a little bit about more about the title and and whether it works for us or not. So um, Sarah, you're filling in for Melanie, sort of. So. Um, like we often do on this, uh, these commentary tracks, is we go back and sort of put to bed any questions that were raised on the last commentary track. And I understand you have some answers for questions that were asked last episode. Yes, we have a bit of old business from the previous ColorCast commentary, which, to refresh your memory, was I've Got a Little Song Here. Uh, Roseanne Welch actually spoke to Gerald Gardner, and he reported that the Monkey Man concept was definitely invented by Trevor Silverman. Also, Gardner said that he ranks those two episodes, I've Got a Little Song Here, and the one we're going to be looking at today, One Man Shy, among the best the monkeys ever made. So uh-huh. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's nice cool. to know what the writers liked. Yeah. And then there was another bit of business, uh, another bit of commentary we got from Jen Rager. She says, my mom is apprenticing as a piano repair slash tuner. And she said that there is actually a tool that she uses to tune the spaces between the keys. It is to re- ensure proper spacing and balance between the keys. Okay, very neat. Yeah, see, you learn stuff here. And all this stuff came up on our Zilch Facebook group. So we really encourage folks to always check the discussion thread on the Zilch group after the show airs. The conversation's always a lot of fun. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So now looking forward, we can talk about the episode One Man Shy and uh, all of the creative team behind it we've seen before. It was directed by James Frawley and written by Gerald Gardner, Dee Caruso, and Treva Silverman. We have two guest stars on this episode. Uh, George Firth plays Ronnie Farnsworth. And he uh, had a, quite a career. He um, could be seen in films such as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Blazing Saddle, Shampoo, The Cannonball Run, uh, the Steve Martin film The Man with Two Brains, um, and also a slew of TV shows, including Love American Style. He also uh, won a Tony and a Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Book of a Musical for Company and was nominated for a Drama Desk Award for Outstanding New Play for Precious Sons. Wow. 
Yeah, and he was also on another Monkeys episode, Craig. Oh, right. Yeah, Coffin Too Frequent. Ah, very, very good. And then also we have Lisa James as Valerie Cartwright. And there's not much to talk about with her, but uh, our research uh, uncovered that she is active in live theater uh, as a director. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, guys, so before we get started on the commentary, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, I did want to note, this is actually the first episode we have seen that was filmed after the show debuted on NBC. Oh, that is an excellent, excellent point. And, uh, you know, a very important uh, thing to, I guess, note while watching this, because I guess this was the first time they actually were able to get public reaction feedback or even ratings to maybe tweak what they were doing. Right. And there's also some music um, notes here. In 1967, the song Forget That Girl was used in place of I'm a Believer. And I think that's the version I grew up with as a kid uh, watching on Nickelodeon. And in the Saturday morning reruns on CBS and ABC, the song If I Knew was used in that place. All right. This, very, very cool. Yeah. And this is also the first of four consecutive episodes to feature I'm a Believer. Oh, wow. They were pushing that single. Hey, you know what? Capitalize. Uh, when you hit pay dirt, I guess you just uh, run it run it as far into the ground as you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that said, we will start our commentary for One Man Shy in three, two, one. Oh, and from the first shot of Peter, you can tell he's in love. Yeah. And from the first shot of Ronnie, you can tell how great of a villain George <laughs> Firth plays in this episode. One of my favorite villains so far in the show. He does such a great job of being the rich snob. Yes. He is. Yeah. But I have to ask, why is she with him? I don't know if she's necessarily with him. I was trying yeah. to figure that out because, you know, it seems like in some scenes she is... And in other scenes, she's not. And there's one really significant thing that I think that happens very late in the episode that I don't want to spoil yet, which makes me believe that he was not really her or boyfriend or love interest, although he thought he was. Hmm. So I'll hold on to it until the end because it happens quite close to the end. Got it. But yeah, here's the very good establishing uh, sequence where we really get to see how much of a d-bag this guy really is mm -hmm. <laughs> so did you get you get the reference he referred to them as the chipmunks right earlier on do you think that was intended to be a comparison to alvin and the chipmunks or just a goof on the monkey could have been i don't know yeah well it, it, it could have been a, a play on the fact that they were both animals um, mm. and maybe confusing one novelty act for um yeah. dare i say another another novelty act there you True. go and True. there's Peter with the portrait. I gotta know. I mean, uh, Melanie's not here to talk about monkey magic, but how did he get this thing out of her house? And <laughs> I like didn't know, know it like worked for grand larceny. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it depends on how much it costs to have that that made. I guess. Well, I I imagine that was a fairly pricey photo. I don't know, or painting, I should say. You know, something that, that happened in that, that scene there that I thought was really interesting because, you know, we've seen Peter has been cast as the, you know, the quote-unquote dummy, and he's referred to himself as the dummy uh, prior. But I think there's a, the line that he says in, in retort to, um, to Ronnie uh, calling him out for looking at 
Valerie, he says a beggar can look at a queen. I think that has a lot of wisdom for some guy who's supposed to be the dummy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Almost seems out of character. Oh, I don't know I'd go that far, but yeah, it's uh he he has sort of an innocent wisdom about him in a lot of episodes though. Yeah. True, true indeed. True. Gardner, Caruso, Silverman, and James Frawley. Yeah. Great team. Here's some oh. good monkey magic here. I love this teleportation that's going on. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't even think this is a terribly flattering portrait. I never really have. No. Not at all. Yeah. And what does it say about somebody to have a giant-sized portrait of yourself hanging on your living room wall? I know. Is she worthy of Peter's love? Well, I don't know. Yeah, mm. you shouldn't steal her picture, says the man who wrote Mary Mary. <laughs> <laughs> just saying yeah. ah Cyrano yeah but you know this is one of the things I think th- this episode really illustrates very well how charming and endearing the guys are because they all kind of come together to help Peter yeah. in multiple different ways throughout the episode and they all take a crack at it multiple yeah, it's, times mm-hmm. it's really neat that this came right after I've got a little song here because exactly. that one was everybody banding together to help Mike Exactly. Exactly. And this kind of reminds me of a prior episode as well. It almost reminds me of the pilot because you have a you have a girl who really wants the monkeys to play at a party and you got the square guy mm-hmm. who doesn't want them to play. Oh right. Ooh. It's a very similar kind of a yes. feel. Poor Peter just got decked and I'm still wondering how the other guys didn't see the gardener. <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. And why did the why did the gardener punch him in the face in the first place? Uh, trespass? I don't know. <laughs> oh, ah, here they come. Hide the picture. So I actually, I have a I have a question okay. about this I particular love your questions. Part. Do you? Oh, thank you, Craig. So now Valerie is dressed in horse riding gear, and Ronnie is holding a riding crop. Which actually Mickey grabs a hold of, and Ronnie grabs it back. Now, is are we meant to believe that they rode on horseback to the monkey's pad? And if so, they must live really close. <laughs> I doubt it. I think maybe they're like on their way to the stables or something. I don't know. It just so happens to go past the monkey. Yeah. Pad. Interesting. Is that uh-huh. an ascot, by the way? Is that the same kind of a yes, scarf? Yes, it's an Fred ascot. Do wore. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fred's signature uh, garb. Yeah, man. Comb joke. <laughs> and I, I, we just kind of glossed over uh, one of my favorite Mickey lines. And mm-hmm. it, I, I absolutely love that when Mickey says, I'm sorry, I can't kneel. I have a trick knee. And kind of kind of <laughs> yep. gives a, a chuck on the shoulder uh, to Ronnie. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And George Firth has some incredibly good uh, facial contortion acting going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, some of the reaction shots are just tremendous. Yeah, I think there's a reason they brought him back for another episode, because he just plays this so well. Most definitely. So there's the riding crop. Yep. So they're going back, and I guess they parked the horse out to the right there. I guess. Yeah, and do they both have horses, or just Valerie and Ronnie walks behind her? How does that work? I don't know. he wasn't in any kind of riding. He was actually think... in a suit. Yeah. Hmm. I guess we'll never know the answer to that question. I know. Hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, 
here we go. The monkeys declare war mm-hmm. on Ronnie. And they actually have knives. Are they planning on stabbing him? And I can't wait to see this Tarzan shot in HD. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we go. The revenge. Yeah, Davey, the British, the guy with the British accent, plays a French guy. <laughs> yes, deliberately bad French accent, I suspect. And there's Ronnie trying to make a move on Valerie. And obviously we see she's kind of not having it. Uh, yeah, there's no kind of there. She is not a happy camper. Not at all. And I, that's, well, that's, that's not my big indicator, though. But that's one of the things that made me think that he's kind of like one of those, uh-huh. um, sort of like a, a, you know, maybe her parents think he's the guy yeah. for her and they're trying to force the relationship. Because <laughs> so if I, she's, yeah, if she's a debutante, the parents are strangely missing from this episode. Yeah, this is great, too. I love this exaggeration. This is probably one of the most extreme exaggerations. (laughs) The champagne cork knocks the entire building down. Yeah. More great facial acting there. Yeah. And some excellent stock footage. Yeah, and it's sold for real. It's not supposed to be any kind of shared imagination. Yeah. Yeah, and Valerie brushes the dust off her sleeve (laughs) and walks away like nothing happened. Uh, This stuff happens every day in Monkey World. Yep. Just another day. Yeah. So and, and here's the here's the the, uh, the the send off on the, uh, the the rich art lover who just will buy any piece of crap. Right. I mean, this is <laughs> he's the big square. You know, the big joke is that it's just a piece of uh, piping for the fountain that he's yep. desperately trying to buy because it represents the over mechanization of society. <laughs> but but I got to say for a fountain, that is a really intricate Sort yeah, of I, I'm wondering yes. about that one myself. So. At least they have a valve on it, though. That, yep. that kind of at least sells it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And here we got Mickey has Good another chance salesman. to do one of his great voices. I think we're seeing some recycled mustaches here, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, actually. That does look like a very familiar mustache. And that is a very worn doll. Yeah. I, oh. Some kid played with that doll. Yeah. A lot. But you know it's very interesting. This is a, this is a more advanced technology than they have in dolls today. One one squeezy bellow can make the doll do three or four different things. I know. Can make it pee and and spit up and scream. It's not different buttons. Mm-hmm. One one bellow. Yeah. So. Ronnie here's some great is beginning to smell a rat. And she does not give a crap. Nope. At all. She actually is amused she, by it. She thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Except for Ronnie. <laughs> so I, I, I'm so amused by the fact that Ronnie's attempt at revenge on the monkeys is challenging them to uh, various sporting events. Uh-huh. <laughs> his, his idea of embarrassing them is just being able to shoot a gun better and, and shoot a, a, a bow and arrow better or play badminton right. better, where they really showed him up multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, he's trying to prove he's a classy guy, but that just shows he doesn't understand Valerie. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just have a have a, a butler named Jeeves. Well, you know, <laughs> you know I think that maybe was, when they sign the contract, they have to change the name or something. I don't know. I don't know, but well, I was wondering about that because was that the is that the top butler name of all time? Oh, Jeeves down. and Worcester is what or that's from P.G. Wodehouse. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, does that mean if your name is actually Jeeves that you have a, st- a significantly statistically higher chance of getting a butler job than somebody else with a different name? 
Uh, I mean, Butler, if you were interviewing uh, five guys with the name Jeeves, Jeeves would definitely win. I don't just know. It's a little too on the nose. I don't mm. know. Maybe you better chance as a search engine. Uh, okay. Oh, S. Jeeves. That's a, a yeah. good a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love this bit of business with Mike and the bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if this was partially ad-libbed by it Mike. It looks totally improv it really does, especially when he lets the arrow kind of fall down. That's not something you yeah. would expect to happen. You'd think he would just kind of like shoot it off in the wrong direction or it would just kind of flop. But he kind of just has it hanging there and then it snaps him in the face. I love that. <laughs> yep. Oh, such great faces. <laughs> and I love talking through the badminton racket. Yep. Ooh, I yes. wonder if that was ad lib too or if that was a directorial choice. Having him flip the racket up and say that line through the, the racket itself. Not that sure. almost seems like a shot that, that was probably uh, yeah. set up. I can buy that. Yeah. And of course, he's effortless. Ronnie's effortlessly playing. Well, you know, he's never had to work for a living. Hmm. They both seem way too close to the net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I love, I love that Ronnie calls all the monkeys by their last names. Uh-huh. That is great. He's got a good memory for names, though. Yeah. I don't remember any of them actually telling him what their names were. So he's done his research. But again, he's turned Valerie off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ronnie just can't get it together, man. Yep. But here we go. The guys are going to help Peter out yet again because Peter sure doesn't not. know how to woo a woman. He doesn't know how to treat her. So they're going to give him a hand, which I think is just very charming. And Valerie is making a phone call here. Mm-hmm, What's she going to say? Yeah. And Peter is now the suitor. Poor Peter. He and, looks so sad. Yeah, so terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but now, again, what do you guys think in terms of the, the, the name here? I think One Man Shy is actually a really good sort of play on words. And I think I, I can understand why it was the the uh, preferred title. Do you have any thoughts on uh, which title works better or 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 why they might have gone with, with either one? I like One Man Shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so. I think I, I like the play on words, and I think it's more of an accurate description of what's going on in the episode. Yeah, so. I agree. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's a great play on words. Uh, yep. Peter and the debutante is just a little too straightforward and too simplified mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it almost looks like it was a placeholder. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. And I love some of the shots of Peter and uh, Lisa James Valerie in this episode because it's like it's just such adorable camera work that d- d- did a great job on this. Another one we can't wait to see on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the fact that the montages in this episode are custom to the mm-hmm. episode for the most part. I mean, there's some there's some reused footage here and there, but right. I mean, these are all shot for this episode excellent point jeff yeah yeah so this is this is really great and it it, you know it implies a a kind of a deeper emotional relationship between the two of them than is apparent in the rest of the episode though Mm -hmm. yeah the two of them obviously had some chemistry at least as actors so oh definitely and you know you've got to give the valerie character props for hanging in there after oh, yeah. this montage, I mean, she's been she's had her her nice coat thrown in the water. She gets her her ankle 
crammed ah! in the car door. Uh, I mean, you know, and she ha- she still hangs in there, man. I got to give it to her. Yeah. Would you would you hang around after that, Sarah? If someone did uh, that to you? If they looked as cute as Peter does, <laughs> I just might. But uh-huh. yeah, because <laughs> I mean, he just looks adorable in this romp. I mean, it's just like every girl in America has fallen for Peter Tork right now. This may be the happiest you see Peter. He smiles so much yeah. in this. And what is Ronnie doing with that frisbee? I don't get it. <laughs> and the lighting the cigarette gag is great. Poor Peter, so unlucky. The wind just keeps blowing out the lighter. Yep. But I love his his uh, his solution to the problem. Is a <laughs> blowtorch with welding goggles. Yep. Uh, and he gets a kiss at the end. See, I didn't get this part. He gets a kiss at the end of the montage, yet he walks back into the pad all bummed out and depressed. Do you think he just won that whole thing? We have to have, there has to have been a scene or some dialogue or something that's cut out because this, otherwise this doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. Or maybe, yeah. maybe they shot the entire episode this way and then edited the montage in there mm. after the fact. Davy's shirt here reminds me of that jumpsuit that Bruce Lee wears, that famous Bruce oh, Lee yeah. jumpsuit. Yeah! <laughs> Good eye. Very nice. That was Good the first eye. thing I thought when I saw that. And I love this spin the bottle sequence. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know, the, the, this joke is so, so telegraphed, but it is still hysterical. Yes. Yeah. Especially the end of it. I, I mm-hmm. <laughs> cause we, we've established Davy as this ladies man throughout right. all these episodes leading up to this. And of course he wins spin the bottle every time. But and, if that was him using monkey magic, that was actually kind of mean. <laughs> oh, good point. I wonder if that's what that was. Yeah. Ellie, oh. they kicked Davy out of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I loved his wink. Yep. He's like, I, I got what you're going. Yep. Kick him all the way out, and he, he poor Peter. Oh, that's a great gag. Is that was that that was I was obviously a reverse shot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like they ran the like, film backwards. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, I absolutely love Mickey as Sigmund Freud. Oh, it's so perfect. <clears throat> he does a great Freud. Yeah, I love that. Just glued on, little wrong color, facial uh-huh. hair. Well, and Peter's good in this bit, too. A whole mumbling S-E-X kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, sells Peter's innocence really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this, this episode, he's not written as dumb so much as naive. Hmm. Yeah, great observation, actually. Yeah, yeah that, that actually really fits the that earlier uh, deep wisdom phrase that I pointed out. That, that really kind of hits home. Exactly. Good point. Now, there was a Mickey line in there. that I, Did you guys catch that? I, I thought this was hysterical. As Freud, he gets he gets off the phone. He says, when I was young, my mother used to wrap my lunch in a road the map. road map. Like, what the <laughs> heck is that supposed to mean? It's funny, but what does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> she tried to tell him how to get back home. She tried to tell him how to go away. Yeah. Uh, I think how to get home because she was call- reminding him to put on his galoshes. Good. Yep. You, I think you got it. Yep. I think you got it. Yep. So poor Peter is just so inept. Yep. He just can't seal the deal. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yeah, but, but Valerie's think, being so sweet. That's true. But I think, uh, Craig, as men, I think we've all been here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you're, you, you finally get a date with a girl you really have a crush on, and then you just you just 
can't get your words straight, you know? But he's recapping Hamlet very nicely. He is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, poor thing. I love this. Mickey does go. some great impressions in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I could watch him do this stuff all day. Yeah. He was born to do that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's such a natural. Yep. Yeah, so Peter apparently is a big winner in the stock market here, and his broker had to come to the party to find him. And I love how Valerie is just rolling with it. I mean, she just thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. So here's a big WTF moment here that just went by. And I, I don't Did you guys pick up on it? When, when Peter hands her her drink, he says, here's your drink, Mrs. Cartwright. Ah, mm. poor but thing. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think that's Ms. just more of being nervous. Mm. Mm. Uh, Davy comes in with a full roll of fabric here with a mismatched hat. The hat does not match his suit very well. (laughs) But he's an English tailor. You'd think he'd have better uh, fashion sense than that. Well, yeah, they just grabbed what they had. There we go. And do it, taking some measurements. And this has to be. Waist 18, I'm confused. On a couple levels. That had levels. to be improv. That had to be. <laughs> that, yeah, this is all totally just improv sight gags, I bet. Absolutely. Gotta be. But that says, I think that says a lot for Davy's ability to riff. Mm-hmm. Because he's totally just making that up. That's obvious that he's making yeah. that all up. He does a great job with it. And I think she knows the whole time. Oh, totally. She's just She's just enjoying the show. Ah, here comes the yacht captain. I don't know what kind of accent Mike's trying to do. No, but he's got a great yacht captain outfit. That's true. Oh, and an ascot. ascot. Did yep. he steal Ronnie's ascot? <laughs> and he may well might have. And I love how he's got the map there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is probably one of my favorite Ronnie moments in the entire episode. Comes in as why? the vampire. Yeah, why is he wearing a cape? <laughs> I don't know, but it's great. And here's my moment. Right there. Ronnie was not invited to the party because she's surprised to see him there. Oh, right. You're right. Hmm. So therefore, I believe Ronnie was not her boyfriend. I think you've got to be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he, he thinks he's going to win the day by exposing them as frauds. But I think little does he know. I think she's so on to this. And she enjoy she's enjoying it. And she loves the fact that Peter's got these great friends mm-hmm. who are trying like hell to help him out. I think yeah. that goes a long way. Oh. And Ron, all Ronnie wants to do is just make uh, monkeys out of the monkeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, were the monkeys um, working this party as a trio? It I seems wondered that about way. that. But then when in the shots when they're actually playing the song, Peter's up on stage with them, but it's that that's that stock right. footage yeah. of them playing the song, so Yeah. Yeah. And Valerie tells him he likes she likes him just the way he is, and he gives you the dimples and So mm. all men want to hear that line. Yeah. You just may be the one, Mike. He needs to learn the lines, names of his own songs. Or it was still a work in progress at the time. Who knows? I'd have to go back and look at recording dates versus shooting. Yeah, and, another... ah, and here goes the final standoff. 
Yeah, where Peter actually wins time and time again, which is great. Mm-hmm. Wins arms wrestling twice. The editing on that was a little screwy, but... <laughs> it's amazing now Peter can beat Ronnie at all of these different contests where the rest of the monkeys were unable to earlier. It's the power mm-hmm. of love, my friend. Yep. yep. It's a curious thing. Let's not do the Huey Lewis now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bang. Ow! Love the duel. <laughs> and somehow he's back on stage. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never get tired of seeing Davy with multiple maracas and mm-hmm. a tambourine. Yeah. Uh, well, we should like keep track and figure out the song in which he's holding the most maracas. <laughs> I think that was four there. Yeah. yeah, what's his record? What's his personal record? Yeah, exactly. We need to keep track of this. This is the important stuff we watch for here at Zilch. Uh, <sighs> Some boxing. Classic, classic boxing gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I, 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 George Firth really does, I mean, he's keeping up with the guys in the physical comedy department. It really is pretty good. Yeah. And he eats the marbles. That yeah. is just incredible. Oh. I mean, that makes me want to gag just watching it. <laughs> and he wins at arm wrestling again. <laughs> Aww. And now Peter is Davy. Yep. At least for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, then we'll return to status quo, but... Remember they have a gurney with a, a blood bag hanging off of it for, yeah. in, in their head. <laughs> but at least Peter finally solved the riddle of how to win spin the bottle. And how happy does Peter look in that final mm-hmm. shot? <laughs> I mean, we you, never Peter. we never see Valerie again, but she obviously did wonders for his confidence. Yes, yes. So here we are at the end of another episode. And I got to say, before we go into our MVM Most Valuable Monkey voting, that I think an argument can be made for every one of the boys in this episode but uh-huh. for me i'm gonna say that just based on the amount of work that he does in this episode i've got to go with mickey uh how about you jeff well craig i as you said i, I think a case can be made for mike mickey and davy uh and i guess peter too but i i think this is the first time i'm unable to make a single pick and i am going to say that my MVM is divided equally between Mike, Mickey, and Davey for all the help they gave Peter in the multiple different situations. Uh, you know, they put their lives in the line with some dangerous situations with the gun and the bow and subjected themselves to humiliation on Peter's behalf. So I, I can't find it in my heart to say one of them deserves it more than the other. So got to oh, give wow. it to all three of them. Wow. wow. I'm going to have to see how Melanie uh, tallies that one up. Um, yeah. And Sarah. Uh, well, I'm not going to do another fractional vote. I really went back and forth on this, too, because there's good arguments to be made for all of them. But I think, actually, I'm going to give it to Peter because he really did get out of his comfort zone. And, yes, that was with the help of his friends. But he found new confidence. And, you know, at the end, he was hanging out with four very lovely ladies and, and kind of... Uh, you know, really kind of took it to another level character development-wise, so. Right on, right on. Excellent, excellent. Now, 
Um, remember that, uh, listeners, you can go to our Facebook group and vote for your most valuable monkey for this episode and any of our previous episodes. So make sure to do that if you want your voice to be heard. And gang, uh, as always, this was another little great sit down where we watched uh, an episode of The Monkeys and sort of chatted it up and uh, always enjoy doing it and look forward to next time. Yeah, it was great doing talking to this episode with you guys. And we are always happy to do another color cast commentary on Switch. Yes, and Sarah, thank you so much again for sitting in for Melanie, who could not be here. And Melanie, we will we will see you next time and feel better. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you're welcome. It's always great to sit in, but I'm sad I had to sit in today because Melanie wasn't feeling well. But I'm sure by the time this all this goes up, she will be doing much better, and uh, and she'll be back in the saddle. So it was great talking to you guys today. Excellent, excellent. So that brings us to the end of another Monkey's Color Cast commentary, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Monkey's Color Cast. I'm your announcer, Ghosty Timmers. Now, back to the show. And that was another excellent Monkey's Color Cast commentary. Thank you for all those involved in it, and great job, guys. Sarah, thanks for filling in. You did, you did a great job. We missed Melanie, but you did a good job. Thanks, thanks you so much. Absolutely. Melanie has been long since over her cold. This got bumped a couple of times. You know, we had to like announce various wonderful things to do with Rhino and albums and tours and that sort of thing. It was wonderful to get to sit in, even though I was sad Melanie couldn't make it. And I always love kind of getting to pinch hit on those episode commentaries every so often. But we have one issue that we have to fix. And the only way it can be fixed is if you, our listeners, help us out. Jeff Hewlett, he could not bring himself to vote for just one person to be the most valuable monkey for this episode. So we're going to give you the rare chance to vote twice. Your vote, who you think the most valuable monkey should be for One Man Shy, and we're going to ask you to also give us your vote on who Jeff's vote should be, right? If I could just clarify. Yes, please do so. Since I'm the one who records these votes, I would like to set a couple parameters. Um, Your own personal vote for Most Valuable Monkey could be any of the four of them. For Jeff's vote, you're limited to just three because he could narrow it down to three, Mickey, Mike, and Davey. So it has to be one of those three. Mm -hmm. And also, with your own vote, the vote that you cast for yourself, you can use whatever qualification or... Uh, quality you want to make the decision but when you're deciding for Jeff's vote I want you to focus on what Jeff said about the the um, qualities that he was looking for in a most valuable monkey because you're casting his vote so use his rules basically Jeff said that you know all three of them were you know showing true friendship and they all came to the rescue and he couldn't decide which one of them was the most you know friend you know the best friend in that circumstance so i wanted people to use that as their qualification rather than just saying well i picked davy because he's cute no you know? perfect example yeah okay and which three monkeys can they vote for for, for jeff's vote mickey Again? mike and davy mickey mike and davy so vote yes. for those for he, jeff peter Hill. was eliminated because he was looking for the the monkey who came to peter's rescue yes and he couldn't decide which one of the three of them was the the chief rescuer well, thank you all for doing that Monkey's Color Cast commentary, and I hope you all enjoyed it, all you folks that are listening. The other day, I caused a bit of a scene on the Zilch Facebook page. 
I said, I have a confession to make, and people started guessing as to what it would be. I did not disclose it. And after about the 12th or 13th person, some a gentleman by the name of Richard Millett said that I actually liked moving in with Rico. And he was right. And as a result, he won a Zilch t-shirt. So congratulations, Richard Millett. I know that many of the people that listen to Zilch have stated that they don't really care for a song called She's Moving In With Rico. <laughs> that I actually kind of liked it. And I... <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> you're not a fan, eh, Sarah? So this is going to take the place of Let's Dance On? Is that no. what you're saying? No way. No way. <laughs> Worst monkey's song Ever. Yeah. There's another panel the we day need we to have. Fell in, I'm sorry, that unless we've retired it, the day we fall in love still wins. I don't know, Ghosty made a pretty impassioned defense. Yeah, he did. And out of that discussion came uh, some varying opinions, and it seemed like there were two monkey albums that were kind of framed together. Pull It versus Justice. I would like to kind of have a discussion on which you prefer. So let us know which do you like better, pull it and why, or justice. Let us know. Pull it versus justice and why. Which almost sounds like a lawyer's name. Pull it justice and why. <laughs> I like that. So we'll see you on the next episode of Zilch. Bye bye, everybody. See y'all later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Look at them. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. The other day, I caused a bit of a... Bring himself to vote for the most valuable monkeys. Well, that was another great monkeys color cast commentary. And great like filling in, Sarah. That was great of you to do that. That was cool. Okay. Oh, I, hold on, I hold on, hold on, enjoy... hold on, hold on. We stepped on one another. I'm gonna say my thing, then you say your thing, Jeff, and then Sarah. Okay. You mean like okay. take turns? Yeah. Okay. Instead That's of a good speaking question, the Tower of Babel version of Zilch will air later. Um, okay. The week that One Man Shy was being filmed. Uh, let's see. One man shot. I want to say that because it was they were filming it from September 28th to October 3rd. I want to talk about the short amount of time that they had to film that. Can someone help me out since I'm brain dead? Um. So go to Redbubble and do a search for Designs by Ken, and you will find our cool zert our our cool zilch. That that had a, that better be at the end of this program. Boy, you can't even remember the name of the damn show. No, heck.
Yes. <laughs> what did I call it? Zerch? Okay, we're going to add cool zilch shirt along with she sells seashells by the seashore. Yeah. And she suede blues. <laughs> right. Uh, um, For yourself. You can get one of our zilch podcast shirts, which has uh, drawings of some of our favorite. A zilch podcast what? What? Yeah. What? We're all trained professionals. Um, for yourself. Yeah. You can get our zilch shirt. Our, you can you can get our zilch. You can get our zilch podcast shirt. This is sad to apparel. see. This is sad to see a breakdown right apparel. there in front of you. <laughs> you can get or, or tea. You can say tea. You can also get a cool zilch T-shirt. That has an animated drawing of some of our favorite performers on it. And, of course, the logo for Zilch, a monkey's podcast. You can do that by going to Redbubble and do a search for Designs by Ken. And we'll and put... And you can also... What? All right. And now, to try to set up the next episode, we're going to say how cool that was and it was groovy and all that. So remember that they got this done in four short days. Short days. I said short weird. Oddly saying shorts. It's sad that's when your shorts are odd, isn't it, Jeff? Is that the it name is. of your band? Oddly saying shorts? <laughs> short. what, what, what was that? Is that the name of your band, Oddly Saying Shorts? Yeah, yeah, Oddly Saying Shorts. That's almost as bad as Shoe Suede Blues. Yeah. Which is I really, still have trouble with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Uh, Look at him. Here we go. Don't step on my feet. I can barely walk now. Give me something to eat. Inspiring, Ken. I'm not sleeping. Profound. Well. <laughs> All right.